Moses came down from the hill Holding the rules in his hand Looked all around Suddenly found No one was listening Now it's time to throw down So throw down A throw down We'll throw down Throw down Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Nearfall Radio, no longer posted exclusively at ButtMuchShift.com. We're in the iTunes podcast store, by God. My name is Landon Doan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, if you will, Justin Thunder Liger, Justin Kritzinger. How are we doing this evening? <laughs> Thunder Liger, I like that one. Uh, I don't know if it'll stick. Maybe we should keep on cycling through the nicknames, but Thunder okay. Liger's Thunder Liger is a strong candidate <laughs> for a permanent a permanent spot in the nickname catalog. I like it. I'll go ahead and put a star next to that one. But thank you, Landon. I am doing good and feeling excited. I know we've got an exciting event coming up this weekend. I'm excited to talk about that. But before we do that, I know we have some other tidbits and morsels we want to get to so I'm, I'm just anxious let's get this thing going bring the bell well, ding ding and i uh, love the enthusiasm yes uh, it, uh thank you for joining us on i guess our now second episode in this iteration of near fall we are like i said in the itunes uh podcast store so be sure to subscribe and rate uh we we appreciate ratings five star only i think uh apple has uh something going on and, and it only accepts five star ratings so i would hate for you to waste your time and go in there and you know Submit a four-star rating, so five stars only. Jay, have you heard about this glitch that I've just made up? Oh, I think that's 100% true. And I will say this. For every five-star review that we get, if we get a five-star review and we get some comments, I, on this show, will do a live wrestling promo to that person that gave us the five-star review. Wow, that right there is a, uh, a near-fall radio guarantee. Do you want to give a shout-out to our very first five-star comment? Because, by God, we have some. We have yeah. one. But Let's do it. Who it is still it? Counts as sub. It is Chip Bricks. Chip Bricks. Bricks. Bricks like hit the bricks. Let me tell you something, Bricks. You're gonna line up in front of me in the middle of the squared circle, and I'm gonna hit some bricks. Let me tell you, you ain't got a shot this weekend at Extreme Rules Wrestling. You can bring all the bricks you want. I'm gonna bring the sledgehammer, and I'm taking you down, Chip. There will be a lot of chips off this old block if you get what I'm saying. There you go. There's the first one. And that it was, was actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Bricks or Briggs? Briggs, but, oh. but after after you doubled down on Bricks, I'm like, I'm getting out of the way. Like, <laughs> much like John Belushi in Animal House, you were on a roll. Okay, well, I think he has officially got to change his name now because I'm not I'm not going back and redoing that. And nor should you. And and as we all know, if, if something's on a podcast, it becomes a law. So, uh, Chip, we've already started the paperwork for you, buddy. Congratulations, Mr. Bricks. Yeah, congrats, Brickface. But, yeah, we are on iTunes now, so be sure and tell your friends. We even have a really uh, crappy NWO-esque logo that I made at 3 in the morning because iTunes requires you to have a logo for your podcast. But, you know, we're official and stuff now. That it does. I think the logo looks good, man. I like simple, and I think it looks nice. I think you did Thank a good you. Job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like I said, I was going for a whole NWO aesthetic, but let's be honest. If I wanted to be uh, a hip and cool wrestling fan, it would be a Bullet Club-esque logo. But uh, unfortunately, my Photoshop skills are not that good. So That's okay. I think, it, I think it'll pass. Yeah. So, uh, l- listeners, if you do have good Photoshop skills, hit me up at Landau's on Twitter. Jay, where can they hit you at on Twitter? 
at the Croots. And also hit uh, the show collectively at Nearfall Radio on Twitter. But uh, yes, we are going to get into the news. So let's start outside of the ring as we always try to do. Jay, we finally had a sighting of WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. The first one that we've had since the Greatest Royal Rumble back in April uh, in Saudi Arabia. But it wasn't in a WWE ring or a, or an event or a promo. or anything. No, it was at a UFC event. That's right. Surprise, surprise. We actually see him, but it's it's not in the context of the WWE. But strangely, it had the feel of a WWE event. And, and once he stepped into that octagon, I kind of feel like he's spent a little too... He's gone native, if you will. <laughs> yes, if uh, you haven't seen the clip, it was at a UFC 226. Daniel Cormier just... Uh, successfully defended his title uh, or no excuse me I think he won the title I'm going to be honest I like my man on man violence to be a little scripted and involved folding chairs <laughs> so I really don't follow the UFC but in this situation UFC kind of became WWE because at that point Daniel Cormier called out Brock Lesnar like straight up took the mic from Joe Rogan cut a promo that like you would think The Rock would be doing back in the Monday Night War era uh, seriously this was a WWE promo all it lacked was was him saying and I want the belt at WrestleMania. I'm coming for you. So Cormier calls out Lesnar. Lesnar comes into the ring, pushes Cormier, uh, and Cormier delivers a really good line that I uh, I thought was uh, was a great, like, even in the WWE. Push me now. You're going to sleep later. I love that line from Cormier. Just yelling it at Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar then calls, like, everybody with an eye shot a piece of shit uh, and then says, <laughs> DC, he's coming for you, MFR. And uh, rumors we're speculating that this fight was going to be happening at a uh, November event for UFC at Madison Square Garden, but Brock Lesnar still has a six-month uh, period of suspension due to his failed drug test that he has to pass. So now it's looking like at the earliest, this fight between Daniel Cormier and Brock Lesnar is going to be happening at the earliest, at the very first of next year, maybe possibly in Las Vegas. But that really doesn't have anything to do with uh, us in the WWE and fans of the Sweet Science Professional Wrestling, except we finally got to see the champion, but no belt made an appearance. And it was interesting. WWE made no mention of this on Monday Night Raw this past week. And now there are reports coming from Dave Meltzer that this was an explicit order from Vince McMahon to not mention Brock Lesnar in the broadcast. And um, Meltzer goes on to report that McMahon is adamant in creating the idea that Lesnar has, quote, walked out, is going to is going to the UFC, turned his back on the WWE fans, and isn't going to come back to drop the title and holding up the belt. So this is another instance, at least to me, it feels like they're building towards Roman Reigns is going to finally be the conquering champion and dethroning Brock Lesnar. So, Jay, tons of questions coming out of this. Uh, I guess, first of all, Brock Lesnar's appearance itself at UFC 226. You kind of touched on that a little bit. I also want to get your thoughts on, do you think, that, like, you as a fan, do you care at all, like, with the storyline that Vince McMahon is allegedly trying to start, that Brock Lesnar is, like, walking out on the WWE? As you as a fan, do you care at all about that? Not really. Um, it doesn't. It, it, it's not really going to move the needle for me. But I haven't really cared about any Brock Lesnar storyline, um, really, since I've kind of gotten back into watching. You know, in the last let's say year or so, um, I I kind of feel like it's a little bit 
played out this whole is he going to the ufc is he staying with wwe honestly i would rather he just move on go back to the w or ufc um and if he wants to take his mic skills back to the ufc and keep them there that's fine <laughs> because if you watch this video yeah it's basically just all he has to say is he can call people pieces of shit drop a yep. little f-bomb and, and that's about all he's got he has the promos of a sixth grader who just yeah. discovered how to swear yeah you can kind of understand why he's not allowed to speak very much in the wwe <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much told him no 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 you know speaky you just swingy fisty yeah, um <laughs> And that's okay, because uh, DC was pretty good. I thought he did a pretty good job. And like you said, I liked his line. Uh, there was no way he could be wrong about that, because, yeah, <laughs> Brock Lesnar's definitely going to sleep later. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that was the context he was going for, but, but, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> One of the things I appreciated about that video is you've got these guys in red jackets. We'll call them the red coats that are just gingerly kind of putting a lazy hand in front of Brock Lesnar as, as if that's going to like hold him back if he decided <laughs> to go after DC. And it, it eventually he acknowledged one of them and kind of swatted the hand away and dropped an F-bomb on them. But otherwise, they're just standing there just kind of doing the like holding somebody up before they like go down a water slide kind of move. Like, nope, not your turn yet. Yep, hold up, hold up. Or, or it's like uh, getting a ball of sand and throwing it into the ocean to stop the tide. Exactly. And the way and the way Joe Rogan was smiling from ear to ear during that whole thing, it I'll be honest, I mean, I read it. Uh, I read an article about it and watched the video. And in the article, they were saying that you could tell that this was – somewhat staged and they're just trying to build up that anticipation for the face-off and it felt that way just because of the reaction of i mean i would much rather joe rogan be so like whoa whoa everybody you know calm down you know yeah it's like brock lesnar's not supposed to be here but but yeah just like i'm right there with you joe rogan has a smirk on his face it's like yeah he's just enjoying it yep this is the night we become the wwe mm -hmm. and that's fine Mm -hmm. That's that's absolutely fine, though it does uh, kind of make me chuckle that there are so many people uh, that are UFC fans that, for whatever reason, just despise wrestling, like hate everything about it. <laughs> and uh, this past weekend, their main event at one of their events, it ended with a promo that you would think, like, back in the 90s is, like, leading to an in-your-house event or something. <laughs> Here's what I'll say to UFC fans that have that mentality. The sweet science of professional wrestling has been around long before UFC, and it will be here long after UFC is nothing but a memory. So, you can suck on that, Padre. <laughs> yeah, Padre, in your face. But anyway, uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't really care. I don't. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't <laughs> Thanks, care Jay. about. I don't I care about it. any Brock Lesnar storyline at this point. I really don't. And 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 like I. I'm right there with you because, like, the apathy around the Brock Lesnar character and the and the title that he carries, like, would it be that outrageous if they were to just be like, okay, uh, we're going to retire the WWE Universal title, Brock Lesnar can go take that to the UFC, and we're going to start brand new? Because, I mean, just think about who's held the title since they've instituted it a few years ago. Finn Balor had it for one night, got injured. Kevin Owens had it, had a pretty okay title reign, uh, then was sacrificed to... Bill Goldberg, who held it for a couple months, who was then sacrificed to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and we've gotten to this point. Like, yeah. I don't think at any point in this title's history, it's really ever been all that interesting. And it's like, I'm I'm not uh, downplaying what Kevin Owens did. His program with Chris Jericho was good. But at the same time, like, I would not be upset at all if this title was just, like, retired to WWE.com and... and 
the next time we see it is in some uh, glossy promo package, and then we never talk about it again. Yeah, I I agree with that. It it doesn't. It's not like it has a long storied history. It it hasn't really been super successful. And the guy that's held it the longest, and if if you had to look up UFC or WWE Universal title in the dictionary, it's going to have Brock Lesnar's picture. So who cares? Like just. Let's say this was a failed experiment. Move on. Yeah, like I'd I'd be totally fine with that. I I don't think they're going to. I just would. I wanted to throw that theory out there. But uh, moving on from the Universal Champion, uh, we're now going to shift gears to people who do actually appear on Monday Night Raw. The last <laughs> time we joined you, one of the things we were excited about was Bailey's newfound main streak when she laid out the boss Sasha Banks, and then for reasons Kurt Angle tells them they have to go to anger management or their careers are on the line so uh, Jay since we've recorded we've had two instances of group therapy for Sasha and Bailey one with Dr. Shelby and one without so you being uh, the and every time I say this, you being the one that really is into the women's revolution, it make, it always makes me sound really bad. I, we're gonna we're gonna work on that line before the next episode. But uh, comment withstanding, uh, Jay. What are your thoughts on what we've seen so far with the uh, counseling of the hugster and the boss? Well, I think it's a little bit silly. Um, I'm not sure, like you said, for reasons like. Why do we need to go down the road of you all have to do couples counseling or your jobs are on the line? Like, and, and, and I just want to point this out. This is on the same show that uh, Braun Strowman threw Kevin Owens off a 20-foot ladder, then flipped over his rental car, and then tackled him through a porta potty And when Kevin Owens went to Kurt Angle, was like, hey, can you do something about this? Oh, we settle stuff in the ring on Monday Night Raw. Like, like everything yeah. that Braun Strowman did to Kevin Owens, that's borderline assault. <laughs> right. And, and Kurt Angle is like shrugging emoji go get in the ring buddy here's a steel cage match that's true he he does have a much i would say tougher handling of of the the men's disputes than he's shown with this particular women's angle and i just i i don't i don't necessarily i i the only thing that i can really get from it is they're just trying to continue to show basically because if you if you watch any of the counseling sessions it, it's not productive all it is is no. <laughs> you know all it is 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 bailey and and sasha just just throwing barbs at each other and um eventually it, it you know gets to the point where they have to be broken up but before they start like throwing throwing fists there right there in the session in the counseling session always a good sign your counseling is going well when you have to be separated from fighting that's right before you start throwing hands mm-hmm Dr. Shelby did not like this, by the way. No, he didn't. He he was he was disappointed, as you might imagine. Yep. I, I guess it's the only thing I can figure is it's just kind of prolonging the the story a little bit, kind of building more of the tension. That's just going to lead up to all right. We're just going to have to settle this in a in a match, right? That's 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 the only thing I get from it, and um, and and that's fine. Um, this has been cooking for a long time. Um, what's a, what's another couple of months before it kind of explodes, I guess. I, I mean, I guess this, this has been a very long, uh, brewing feud. I will give you that. But at the same time, it's like, uh, we're approaching WWE extreme rules coming up this Sunday. That's another pay-per-view event that Sasha and Bailey are not going to fight on. So does that mean we're building towards SummerSlam maybe? 
Maybe, Possibly, yeah. Possibly, hopefully. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But see, it seems like this would have been the perfect pay-per-view. Exactly. For to, it's an yeah. extreme rules-themed yeah. pay-per-view. Like, you two hate each other. Go fight each other with... Uh, barbed wire bats or something. Exactly. There you go. It's a barbed wire bat match. Go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have loved to that. see that. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of... This is another one of those just playing up the drama kind of things a little bit. And... And I'm I'm much more for the action in the ring and or around the ring, um, maybe sometimes at ringside or through tables in the back. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's funny. I, I'm getting some kicks out of watching it. Um, I just think it's I think basically it's like all right, this will help us bridge the gap until we get to whatever it is we're building to, is what I imagine. Okay, cool. And uh, I did mention him earlier. We've had one week with, one week without. Dr. Shelby makes his uh, return after nearly five years. Uh, uh, we first saw him being Team Hell Knows Anger Counselor. Uh, you were not watching when Dr. Shelby made his debut, so what's your thoughts on the character of Dr. Shelby, and did you understand why everybody kind of like popped when he showed up? No, I, I didn't. Or was it like, who is this weird bald Yeah, guy? it was really more like, who's this guy and why does he matter? I, I didn't have the background to it, but, but now I've since read... And I understood that he was part of the Team Hell No uh, situation, but I didn't. I did not understand what was happening when I first saw him. Okay, I, I was kind of curious about that because, well, and I'll ask you as well. It's like uh, I've had issue, I've had my issues with Daniel Bryan's booking on SmackDown, and part of the reason is they've put him back with. Uh, Kane, or as he's known on this podcast, my buddy Glenn, uh, and they've reunited to form Team Hell No, a team that they were doing back in 2013. Uh, again, you weren't watching in that period. Does Team Hell No do anything for yeah, you? I think it's kind of cool. Um, I just like, well, you know, of course, our, our future mayor of Knox County, I always like, I always <laughs> yep. like seeing uh, Kane out there doing his thing. I think he's which sidebar, by the way, has already been used against him by the Democrat right against Of course him it would County. be. Just, just, just want to of point that out. Of course it would there. be. But uh, <laughs> Kane can respond to that with, you know, by, you know, putting him through a table. But uh, exactly, yeah, he already talked about the portal uh, to hell earlier this week, <laughs> or was it a gateway? Either I don't one. know. Though uh, the, the only thing I remember from that promo is Kane is quoting in sync for some reason. Now. You know, I, I look at I look at Kane and Daniel Bryan as they're an odd couple. Right, and it's kind of an odd match, but it works, and I like seeing them together. It, it seems like you're not a huge fan. Is that true? Of no, no, I, I, I like what they're doing. Uh, I, you are right; they are an odd couple. I like the promos they do that that, that somehow always devolve into one screaming yes, the other yeah. one screaming no. It's just, I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm very cognizant of Daniel Bryan and and his bump card and and that's how many bumps he has left on him because he was taken away from the wrestling ring for like two three years and we didn't think we were ever going to be able to see him again so shock of all shocks he comes back and it's like ever since he's come back he's been kind of booked just in in my opinion not the ways that I want to see him use. Since he's come back, he's had the feud with Big Cass, which, I mean, that didn't really move the needle. That doesn't help that Cass got himself fired immediately afterwards. <laughs> and since then, he's moved on to the feud with the Bludgeon Brothers and Kane, and they're now in the tag title picture, which we'll talk about here in a second. But it's just like, I don't know how long 
we're going to have Daniel Bryan in the ring. Heck, uh, there's rumors that Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE is up in September, and he's not 100% guaranteed to sign on to come back. So with, with, with that in the background as well, it's like I would rather see him be fighting, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura or AJ Styles or Samoa Joe or somehow he ends up on Raw one night and he gets to fight Seth Rollins or or, or him and Roman Reigns get to have another awesome. See, I'd, I'd like to see stuff like that as opposed to, all right, we're going to retread the angle we did back in 2013. Yeah. Y- you okay, so I kind of get that. You, you kind of feel like they're basically wasting what maybe might be a, a limited, um, you know, count of matches that, that Daniel Bryan's got left in him. I, I, I see that. Mm-hmm. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more my hang up. It's like I'm I'm it, it would take a lot for me to bag on Kane because, you know, he's my buddy Glenn, but as excited and as cool as it is to see him back. I would rather Brian be doing something else. Yeah, that makes sense. Card. That's yeah. And uh, speaking of the card, we are going to get to extreme rules. But before we get to that, Jay, you were talking before we started recording. You saw a little piece of news about an event coming up. Yeah, awesome. and I don't want to call it news. We'll, we'll call it just strictly rumor at this point. Well, hey, this is a wrestling podcast. We run with rumors and okay. call them news. So <laughs> I'm doing air quotes around news right now. but There we but, go, yeah. Um, I had seen some rumors out on Twitter, some people, a little bit of buzz around this, so I started just Googling, and, and I came up with an article that I found on Cage Side Seats. And basically, right now, there's a little smoke around this idea that the WWE might be discussing an all-women's event for the fall. Um, Part of this would be kind of in response to the backlash that they received from the Greatest Royal Rumble being in Saudi Arabia. There were no women that were allowed to participate in that event. And so this, this kind of would be a way to basically pay the women back for sitting that one out. But let's be honest... The women have got the heat right now, and and we, we already talked about the Bailey and Sasha uh, feud that's going on. You've got a lot of other really interesting things with like Nia Jax and uh, Alexa Bliss, and then you've got Carmella, and, and you've got Asuka, you've got Ronda Rousey, you've got oh, Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch is, is yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of really fun personalities, a lot of really cool things going on, and I think it would be cool to get you know, Paige involved so that, you know, she's kind of like the, the booker of the event. I don't know. I, I, I think it would be awesome. And like I said, right now it's smoke. There's nothing solid. Um, but I honestly, I think the WWE would be kind of silly if they weren't really considering something like this. Yeah, absolutely. Hearing that news, I think that would be a really smart move by the WWE. Uh, uh, speaking on, uh, it's not necessarily what you're talking on, but uh, news recently has come out that former WWE wrestler Caitlin is coming back to compete in the upcoming May Young Classic, which mm, is the okay. uh, all-women's tournament they have on the WWE Network. I think it's every other year. Uh, don't quote me on that. Or do. It's on a podcast. Who's going to sue me? Um, but uh, I uh, I am ex- excited at the possibility of the WWE doing an all-female event because, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned all four of the horsewomen at the very top who are doing really good things. 
things. Uh, you already mentioned Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey, uh, people like uh, Naomi. Uh, heck, Lana has been uh, doing really yeah. good work on SmackDown here recently. Uh, I like the Iconics uh, duo uh, on SmackDown as well. And and what's not to say they can't call some people up on uh, from NXT yeah. for, uh, for an event like this. I would love to see Nikki Cross finally make her uh, main roster debut. So it's like, I think that would be a really cool event, and hopefully WWE does this. Yeah, you know, we didn't even mention in this group Charlotte Flair. Um, you know, she of course she's going to bring a lot of pop when she comes out, and, and it's always exciting to see what she's going to do. And and then too, Ember Moon has been doing some, some oh, cool yeah. stuff. <laughs> so I, you've got so much to play with here that I, I like. I said I, I really feel feel like they'd be missing an opportunity if if they don't move forward with something like this. Of course, I also would accept them. You know maybe main eventing a women's match as opposed to if they decide not to go with a full women's event the the women deserve it they've earned it at this point oh easily i could very easily see if done right them building towards a ronda rousey charlotte flair main event that'd be incredible seriously that would be so awesome especially if we get another round of roman reigns being at the top of the rock hard because let me tell you giant stadium is going to boo (laughs) him out of the meadowlands yeah Again. And that's saying something because Giants have seen some awesome or awful performances, you know, in the in the past, and and so uh, that that they have, and especially now that they uh, share a home with the Jets, they're uh, awful per game. Right. Went way so they up. should have kind of a maybe a, a, a higher tolerance for <laughs> crap, but they're going to boo Roman Reigns out of that stadium. Let's be honest. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If you listen closely, you can already hear them booing. <laughs> or maybe us, but either way. Or, or the uh, WrestleMania 35. <laughs> yeah, because it's already started. It's currently That's ongoing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, before we get to the WrestleMania pre-show sometime next year, uh, we have WWE Extreme Rules uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, Jay, we're gonna uh, quickly run through the card. I want to get your thoughts on each match. Who you think's gonna win and why? But before we get to the breakdown. Uh, overall thoughts on the card going into it. I actually really like the card. I was running through it earlier, refreshing my memory, and, and uh, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I, I look top to bottom, and I feel like each one of these matches, uh, yeah, really, I mean, aside from, I don't know that I don't know how much I care about um, New Day Insanity, but it's a table match, um, so that that's pretty cool. But aside from that, I mean, really, I look at all of these and I'm like, oh, this is this is cool. And, and they, I feel like kind of each one has its own story that they've been working on. And yeah, I, I really like this. Well, cool. Uh, since you mentioned uh, the New Day and uh, taking on Sanity in a tables match, we'll start there because it is yeah, going that's to the be kickoff. the first match. Because a tables match is on the kickoff show. So uh, if that doesn't get eyeballs, I don't know what will. Sorry, I thought I was going to say something clever, <laughs> but I didn't. So well... I that's all right. I mean, you're right. I mean, and, and I didn't even I didn't even think about the fact that this was the the kickoff match. But I'm I'm glad it is because I, I think that you know it'll it'll get it'll wet the palates, and adding the tables to it definitely makes it more interesting. So that's gonna make it fun to watch. And you know, the new day is always a good time. Uh, Oh, I think they'll probably get punked out because I feel like they always do. But Well, and, and that's the thing. You say the New Day is always a good time. Like, honestly, at this point, when it comes to in-ring stuff, until they want to uh, 
push them back towards the tag team title picture or finally pull the trigger and let some of them go after uh, individual titles. I would love to see a New Day Big E uh, world title run. I think that would be super cool to get those guys in the main event picture. But until that point... They're pretty much made men when it comes to in-ring stuff. It doesn't matter if they pile up losses. They're going to show up on SmackDown on Tuesday twerking and (laughs) eating pancakes and blowing pancake batter out of a trombone or something. That doesn't sound good. Because like you said, no, it really doesn't. And it would be like a Gallagher or or, or SeaWorld. The first five rows will get covered. And pancake batter shot out of a trombone does not clean up easy, ladies and gentlemen. They better... It's a mental image right there. Just just let it breathe. But uh, (laughs) this has been a program put together uh, relatively quickly in the last few weeks. But I'm I'm kind of interested in this matchup because I'm a fan of the New Day and I'm a a fan of what Sanity did in NXT. And much like UFC Sanity picking up the win because, I mean, New Day doesn't really need a win over a new team at this point. And Sanity, even though they've dropped some matches – on uh, SmackDown here recently, taking down the New Day would be a pretty good way to uh, start their run on the yeah. main roster. And, and I feel like the the way that they've set up New Day, it's it's all about the spectacle and it's all about the entertainment. And you're right; it doesn't matter if they win or lose; they're out there to be part of the show. And and maybe maybe Sanity needs the the little boost. Um, and it's all about the merchandise. Yeah, Don't forget it is. the merchandise. The New Day makes yeah. a crap ton of money when it comes to Love merchandise. The Absolutely. Bootios are uh, part of a balanced mm-hmm. breakfast. Uh, moving on, uh, next matchup we're going to talk about is Finn Balor taking on the newly constabled Constable Baron Corbin. Uh, for whatever reason, this feud has been framed that Baron Corbin is bigger than Finn Balor, so therefore Baron Corbin greater than Finn Balor. Uh, I not a big fan of these uh, type of feuds in particular, especially when Daniel Bryan and Big Cast literally had this exact same program not a month ago. Um, Jay, thoughts on this match? Um, this would probably be another one that I would put kind of at the bottom of my interest list, but I do like Finn Balor. Um, I like I like how the WWE promotes him. I, I like the kind of open, warm support that he has Balor club is yeah exactly uh and and i enjoy that about him i think he's fun to watch i think he's an entertaining wrestler so i would like to see him pick up the win in this one but i again i don't think he's going to i I think it'll be baron corbin just because i feel like there's almost a a reputation to uphold or in my mind and and i and i think um I, i i just don't see them given the nod to Finn Balor in this one. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you. I also see Finn Balor coming up short for whatever reason against uh, Constable Corbin. And much like you, I'm a fan of uh, Finn Balor, uh, and I wish they would do something more with him. Uh, We already mentioned him as the very first ever universal title holder. Of course, he had to drop it the very next night due to injury, but at the same time, ever since he came back from his injury, WWE, for whatever reason, hasn't put him back in that main event title picture or they haven't had a title to put anybody in that main event uh, picture. That's a whole different podcast. But for whatever reason, they seem to be cool with Finn Balor just showing up, grinning, doing his thing on Monday Night Raw, and not really doing anything with him. And unfortunately, I don't see him picking up the victory, partially because it doesn't seem like they want to push him up to that next echelon. Hell, like, let him go after the Intercontinental title. Yeah, why not? 
Like I, I'd be I'd be cool with that. Like I'd seriously. be a big fan of uh, a Finn Balor Intercontinental Championship reign. I think that would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously, like I said, I wish they would push him more to the main event title picture, but. Until then, I mean, him running around uh, with an IC title, I think, would be really cool. A uh, Speaking of the IC title, a former champion, Kevin Owens, is facing the current monster in the bank. Uh, that means he won the money in the bank. Braun Strowman takes on Kevin Owens in a steel cage matchup. Uh, for the last couple weeks, Kevin Owens has been terrorized by Braun Strowman. I previously mentioned he got tossed off a 20-foot ladder. He flipped his rental car over. And then Kevin Owens got tackled in a porta potty. So uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, he now has to take him on in a steel cage. Jay, what do you think? I think a porta potty is probably the worst place to ever be tackled. So uh, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just all, the ick factor. That is all the way that is very icky. Um, I like the setup for this match. I enjoy. I think Braun Strowman's awesome. I, I wish he would get a real run because he's a guy that I could really enjoy as a universal champion. Um, and I could see him reigning for a long time. Um, but he would be a fighting champion. He'd be there. Um, and actually like show up at Raw and everything. That'd be cool. Um, but I guess what I'm thinking is, you know, they set it up previously when Kevin Owens made his appearance at the Shania Twain concert. So... This is his opportunity yep. to actually get Shania Twain to play the song uh, that he wanted to hear. So I, I guess, you know, still cage match. He doesn't have to knock Braun Strowman out. He doesn't have to make him submit. All he has to do is escape. That's true. So I, I guess that makes it a little more level playing field because all things being equal, these two individuals going up against each other, Strowman would just destroy him. But I feel like that's true against anybody that Strowman would face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so. I I do think that this gives Owens an opportunity, and it would be a believable way for him to win. I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of teetering on on the idea that that he may do it. Um, it it might be a little shocking, and I and actually I'd I'd hate to see it. And that's actually why I think it's going to happen because I'd much rather Strowman win this and build some momentum and and get that title shot. Well, I mean, he's got the money in the bank, so he's going to get his title shot, but. But I want to I want to see the I want to see him really get pushed. But I just feel like for some reason he has never gotten the push that he deserves. So I, I feel like because I don't trust the WWE and their storytelling at the moment <laughs> that they're going to uh, you know set this up that Kevin Owens is going to win this match um, escaping somehow and Braun Strowman's just going to be left breathing heavy and drooling on himself and you know I don't, I don't know like maybe I don't know maybe Kevin Owens will like handcuff him to the to the ring so he can escape i don't know but that's what i see okay all right uh i'm right there with you maybe minus the whole drooling thing but uh i too uh see kevin owens pulling off some sort of chicanery shenanigans if you will and uh somehow escaping the steel cage picking up the victory this sunday against uh, braun Strowman. because like you said Strowman hasn't gotten the run that you i and other fans would have liked so far because once again there isn't really a title chase but uh you mentioned it. He already has that guaranteed title shot whenever he wants it. So I don't necessarily see him losing steam if he was to take a loss here. And like you said, he doesn't necessarily have to get pinned or he or get tapped out to lose. All Kevin Owens has to do is yeah. escape. So I so I see by hook or by crook Kevin Owens. Uh, I guess that's a really good point Sunday. because it's not like 
if if Kevin Owens escapes in in some nefarious way, it's not like Strowman takes any kind of a hit for that because he could destroy Owens for 10, 15 minutes, and then something stupid happens, and next thing you know, Owens feet are on the ground. Exactly. Yeah, he could. Uh, Braun Strowman could get uh, one of the like seventeen zippers he has on his <laughs> pants caught on oh. the cage, and and boom, or Kevin he could Owens. throw him through the cage, and Owen. You know, and then Owen's feet are on the ground outside, so he wins, but he's in a like a pile of you know just humanity, basically. So, uh, so all exactly similar again. Hey, you know what? Uh, Braun's trying to chase Brock Lesnar, so why not just recreate all of Brock Lesnar's endings? I like it. Moving on, we're going to head to the tag team division first up. It is the Raw Tag Team Champions, the D-Leader of Worlds, Bray Wyatt and uh, Matt Hardy. Excuse me, Woken Matt Hardy. By the way, uh, Bray Wyatt was in a car accident uh, 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 between the time we recorded, so uh, feel better, Bray. And they're taking on the B-Team. Jay, your thoughts on this Uh, one? I love the D-Leader of Worlds. I hate the B-Team. Um, <laughs> I, those are my thoughts. So I, what I want, and I and I think they will. I, I think the deleter of worlds are going to retain. Um, they'll they'll win this match, and or are they currently holding, or is it open? The deleter of worlds are currently okay. That's what champions. I was thinking. So so yeah. So I, I do see them retaining. I I just think right now, um, there there's a lot of support for that team. I I, I really like the direction they've gone. Um, after Bray Wyatt came you know, made his miraculous return at the Royal Rumble. No, his wonderful yeah. return. Yeah. At the uh at the Battle Royal match that that uh resulted in in Woken Matt Hardy's victory. Um so I, I just can't see no, I, I, I can't see a situation where B team wins that match. It just wouldn't make any sense. So I'm I'm going deleter of worlds to retain in that one. Uh, once again, I'm going to echo your sentiment. Uh, I'm not nearly as negative on the B team as uh, you appear yeah, I'm, to be. Yeah, I'm pretty negative. But I like the act that they're doing. Like I like the pairing of Axel and Dallas. But the whole impression of the deleter of worlds, it's been diminishing returns every week. Like like when it first happened, it's like. Oh, that was that, that was kind of cool. That was that was neat. Oh, I really liked uh, Bo Dallas, uh, his impression of Bray Wyatt because you know they're br- brothers in real life, and and I'm I'm sure he's been uh, mocking and mimicking his brother <laughs> his entire life. But then they do it the next week, and the week after that, and then we get to this week, and it's like, okay, I'm 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 really done with this. Can can we move on? So. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that after this, both teams can move on to different things. Uh, the revival has been getting a lot of play here recently on TV, so maybe that's where uh, the Deleter of Worlds will move on next to. I think that would be a fun program, but I'm right there with you. Uh, I think Deleter of Worlds retains, and uh, can 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 we really stop it with especially Curtis Axel's impression of Matt Hardy? It's it's, Please, it's really yeah. bad. Like 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 it's it's so bad. Yeah, it it would be. If I attempted to do an impression, it would be better than what's going on, and I'm not going to do it here. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction, but maybe next time. Yeah, how about this? If we get five new five star reviews, you have to do a Woken Matt Hardy. Impression Absolutely, next I'll episode. do it. Okay, cool, cool, and and uh, that bet is only applicable for episode three. So that means you, the lovely listener, have to get out there, tell your friends, and tell them to subscribe and give us five star reviews, so you can hear Woken Justin Gritzinger. <laughs> 
It'll be awful. Yeah, it's going to be the worst, but I can't wait for it. Uh, uh, Next up is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It is the champion Bludgeon Brothers taking on uh, the previously mentioned returning Team Hell No. Uh, Jay, thoughts on this match? Well, I'm a big fan of the Bludgeon Brothers. I've mentioned it before. I think they're really fun. I I like the whole, like, we just beat things up and and destroy things, and that's what we do. I, I, I like... I like that persona. I like what they bring to the table in the ring. Um, I think they're I think they're really fun to watch as a tag team partnership. Team Hell No. I just I feel like Daniel Bryan's good at taking a beating, and I think that he's going to get another one in this match. And I just I don't I don't see them changing. I don't see the ch- the titles changing hands here. I I really think that. As much as I like to give the WWE a hard time for what they do with their storylines, I feel like there there is some method to the madness. I think I think they (laughs) realize the kind of uh, support and the kind of pop that Daniel Bryan gets when he comes to the ring, and I think that right now maybe they're trying to figure out the best way to use him in the singles division, and so I I I wouldn't want to say he's somewhat on the back burner i think i think right now this is just kind of let's let some things play out we've got some other storylines going on we're gonna let some of that play out and then we'll start you know doing something more with daniel bryan um but i i just don't see i don't see team hell no like you said that this was cool five years ago um (laughs) i i I don't think they're gonna take the titles back I, i think this is a temporary thing and and i think that um, nobody, like I said, nobody takes a beating like Daniel Bryan, and I, and I think he's going to get a good one in this one. Yeah, I'm going to echo your sentiments once again. We have the same pick. I have the Bludgeon Brothers also uh, successfully retaining against Team Hell No. I, for whatever reason, I just feel like The Miz is going to be involved in the finish of this match, and maybe we'll get Miz and Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam this uh, this year. Uh, it, this is one of the feuds I was talking about. Yeah. I, uh, I wish Daniel Bryan was in as opposed to, you know, doing the stuff he did with Cass and, and the Bludgeon Brothers. I, like... I, as a wrestling fan, have been wanting to see The Miz versus Daniel Bryan ever since that uh, Talking Smack promo a couple years ago where The Miz just verbally eviscerates Bryan. And we never thought we were going to see that because Bryan couldn't compete in the ring. Well, now he can. And this past uh, episode of SmackDown leading into Extreme Rules, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers uh, interrupted Team Hell No on an episode of Miz TV. So the Miz has started to intertwine himself into this program. So I just feel like for whatever reason, Miz is going to be involved in the finish and cost team. Hell no, the match and the bludgeon brothers will still be your tag team champions. Uh, Coming up after that, staying on the SmackDown side of the card, we have the United States champion Jeff Hardy defending his title finally against Shinsuke. Please don't uh, <laughs> let it be a police dog on a pole match Nakamura. <laughs> so, Jay, thoughts on this matchup? By the way, Shinsuke is healthy. He finally recovered from his dog bite. Uh, it's a bummer it kept him out of the ring during a WWE tour of Japan because uh, Shinsuke is uh, big over there due to his time in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but he is healthy and we finally get this matchup so uh jay thoughts on this? i want to say first of all great job wwe nation obviously your thoughts and prayers made a difference for shinsuke nakamura um <laughs> he's he's recovered <laughs> and, and i don't know what he would have done without that 
giant truckload of thoughts and prayers. Let this go to show us thoughts and prayers. They work on both faces exactly. and heels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> prayers aren't kayfabe, uh, <laughs> y'all. They aren't. But um, I'm excited for this match. I think Jeff Hardy should wear a cup uh, because Shinsuke's uh, known for the, the coming in for the low blows. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say that that's something that he should be aware of. But um, Jeff Hardy, I enjoy him as the United States champion. Um, I I wonder if this is kind of an opportunity to put a strap on Shinsuke uh, for a little while. And so I think because Jeff Hardy, as much as I enjoy uh, his victories, I feel like sometimes it almost feels like he pulls victory out of the jaws of defeat in some of his matches. Um, and, And so... I, I just think that this would be uh, it would be a good chance for Shinsuke to get a strap and, and be a champion for a little while, and um, I think that would be a, a fun kind of storyline to see. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think it'll be a fun match to watch either way because I think Jeff Hardy is, is awesome to watch in the ring, and, I, and Shinsuke obviously is a great performer as well. So this is one that I'm pretty excited about, and I think that the title will change hands. Okay, well, uh, by God, I thought this was going to be one we finally disagreed on. Uh, I think Shinsuke Nakamura picks up the victory as well because, uh, like you said, Jeff Hardy's looked good since coming to uh, the SmackDown side. But for whatever reason, yeah, he has the U.S. title, but they really haven't done anything with him. Though I do like the promos he's been cutting recently. It's He sounds more woken slash broken <laughs> than his right. brother does. <laughs> like, 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 Brother Nero has truly become the uh, the star of the woken universe for the WWE. But, like, I, I, I do think this situation is the perfect spot to get a title on Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't want to call it a consolation prize for, the, uh, for his feud with AJ Styles where he came up short time and time and time again for the uh, WWE title. I don't want to call it a consolation prize, but this almost kind of feels like that to get a strap onto Shinsuke Nakamura to show, yeah, he couldn't beat the champion for like five months straight, but he beat Jeff Hardy. So, so, so he's cool. You guys. (laughs) And, and I like, if, if this does end up leading to, to a more drawn out program between Nakamura and Hardy, I think that yeah. would be fun, yeah, but uh, and this is something that was supposed to happen on SmackDown a couple weeks ago before you know dog bite a Palooza. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy we're finally getting it, and who knows if this is going to lead to more matchups. I think it will. Two. I think it'll. This is going to lead to a series, and and like I said, I'm excited about it. I, I think they're both fun to watch, and I think you're exactly right. This whether you wanted to to put it this way or not, this is absolutely a consolation prize. It's basically like. All right, Shinsuke, thank you for taking the beatings you took from AJ Styles and cut. Yeah. And handing out nine million ball shots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and, and here's here's a, here's something for your troubles, basically. Next up, we're going to move on to the women's uh, championship matchups. We'll stay on the SmackDown side. We have the defending champion Carmella with the return to James Ellsworth taking on Asuka in a James Ellsworth in a shark cage match. <laughs> yeah. Man, they're really taking these extreme rules out of heart, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the only thing we're missing from this match is sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I want to point out on a on an event called Extreme Rules, counting the pre-show, this is the third match with an quote-unquote extreme stipulation. I was thinking that myself. It seems like it's thus far, considering that is the whole... 
you know theme of the program that we're a little extreme rules poor at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- uh, this doesn't strike me no. as extreme. This strikes me as like um, mildly disruptive. <laughs> yeah, right. And and putting a man in a shark cage is hilarious, but it's not extreme, really. No, no. <laughs> now, if a shark was in the cage with him, totally, totally extreme. extreme, but also murder <laughs> and a completely different type of pay-per-view event. That's right. But it would be extreme. <laughs> yes, but uh, so do you see James Ellsworth being eaten alive this week? Uh, no, this week? I think he's safe. I mean, he's going to be he's going to be in a good spot. I actually wish I was in that uh, shark cage with him. That'd be a great spot to watch the match from. <laughs> Carmella is someone who I feel like. She is the champion, but there's like an asterisk beside it. And I just feel like there's always a reason. And, and of course, that's why we've got James Ellsworth suspended in a shark cage. Uh, but there's always a reason that she ends up like pulling out pulling out some of these victories. Now, there are times that I feel like she looks really good um, in some of in some of her uh, matches. But but other times it definitely feels like it, it takes some sort of outside interference or or factors beyond the control of or or outside of what is just included in a typical match between two people to to cause her to to get victories over um, individuals who definitely have more ability and talent than she does but here's the problem i think oscar is awesome and i would really love to see her win the championship but i feel like every time she gets an opportunity it doesn't come through and I I just I have a feeling it's going to happen again I I just as much as I want her to win the championship and and carry a a belt I just don't think this is going to happen for her at this time but I I also don't feel like for Asuka the way she was set up I mean we we were going in when when she was going in to face uh was it she she faced uh Charlotte Flair Charlotte at Mania. Yeah, at Mania. And um, going into that match, you know, it was like nobody could beat Asuka. It, it, you know, it, she she basically was like the Goldberg of the current era. Um, mm-hmm. Coming in undefeated, beating people quickly, and that sort of thing. And then Charlotte Flair won in a fair match. Charlotte Flair beat her. Um, it was a good match. Too. It was a real good match. But since then, I think Asuka's lost some of that heat and some of that shine. Um, I don't know. I, I'm struggling with this one, but I think I'm I think I'm gonna pick Carmella uh, because that's what I don't want to see happen, and so I just believe that's what we'll see. Once again, we have the same pick. I think Carmella is going to end up retaining through some shenanigans. Like Ellsworth is going to drop like a pair of brass knuckles yeah. or like a can of mace or something, and Carmella is going to hit Oscar with it and. And it's going to pin her one, two, three. I don't know where the title would go from there. Hopefully, maybe they would do something with Becky Lynch. But part of me is really hoping I'm really wrong about this pick because you mentioned how Oscar was before WrestleMania and how Oscar has been booked since WrestleMania, and it's been just night and day. And yeah. it's really disappointing because Oscar was a monster. Oscar was a killer before WrestleMania, and now she's just presented as another one of the girls yep. who's just kind of there and and very beatable it's like the mystique is gone oh yeah yeah the mystique is gone like 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 oscar was a monster now she's just a 
just a competitor. And that's really a shame because NXT Creative had spent so long cultivating and creating the aura and the mystique, you mentioned it earlier, of Asuka. And then she gets called up to the main roster and yeah she she wins the royal rumble and she gets that high spot at wrestlemania but since then i mean they've really just kind of taken the wind out of out of oscar's sails and she's just kind of there now and that's disappointing it is it is i i'm probably one of the biggest oscar fans i don't know if that's true but we're gonna say it on this podcast <laughs> and um, if it's on a podcast it must it be, must be at this point and I, so I really wanted to, I wanted to see her beat Charlotte, but, but if she wasn't going to beat Charlotte, I wanted there to be an even bigger build where maybe she took the strap from somebody like Ronda Rousey once Rousey got a title or something. Um, but, but now I just wonder, I, I feel like she's floundering a bit. Like you said, the, it's been night and day since WrestleMania. Um, maybe they can build that back up, but I just, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen here. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't get us wrong. Asuka is definitely a character that is still salvageable, and she's not, you know, all, all hope is lost, but just for whatever reason, I don't see this being the opportunity for them to start uh, that rebuilding yeah. project with Asuka. And, and that's disappointing because, I mean, like, I know I'm a big Becky Lynch fan, but I would love to see a program of Becky Lynch and Asuka going into SummerSlam. I think that'd be really That cool. would be great. But that is uh, a possibility if Asuka was to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship, but the Raw Women's Championship will be defended by champion Alexa Bliss taking on former champion Nia Jack in an Extreme Rules match. So, by God, we now have four <laughs> count them four. Oh wow on this uh, on this card yeah yeah um this one's interesting because uh, there will be uh someone watching from the ringside who may yes. or may not be involved and that is one previously mentioned ronda rousey who is currently on suspension but she bought a ticket so by wrestling rules that totally allows her to uh supersede said suspension yeah yeah it's like <laughs> like john cena sitting and watching from the- <laughs> Exactly. Crowd. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he has a ticket, they can't do anything to him. Yeah. So um, I think Nia Jax is getting that championship back. I, I think that um, I think Bliss is going to get another beating. And I love Nia. I, I think she is uh, a force to be reckoned with. And um, Alexa Bliss, unless she gets some help from the back or or maybe she brings, you know, some a cattle prodder. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, along with her, maybe maybe she'll do like Mick Foley and, and bring a trash can full of toys to the ring. Um, there you go. Uh, because I think she's going to need them. She's going to need all of the <laughs> all the help she can get to take down the beast Nia Jax. Um, otherwise, I think Nia's getting that title back, and I think Rousey may be involved in helping her. Uh, I do think Rousey is definitely going to be involved in the finish because, like we've mentioned, Rousey is going to be ringside for this match. I actually think Alexa Bliss somehow retains this Ooh. title. Like, yeah, yeah, you mentioned she gets help. I think we see Mickey James show up and get sacrificed to Nia Jax at some point. Um, I think we see several kendo sticks busted over Nia Jax. Uh, she might break out a whole Home Depot and just dump it on <laughs> Nia Jax at one point. Because you are right, she's going to need every bell and whistle and trick she can use. But I do think that Alexa Bliss, by hook or by crook, maybe even both is going to retain her title this Sunday and we're probably going to get Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam okay. which should be should be fun. That should be fun. And, and you know what? I actually like Alexa Bliss as champion. I think she's a fun champion. Um, I, I think she wears the strap well um, mm-hmm. and so I have no problem with that. I just think that 
I think Nia Jax is a fun champion too. But but you're right. If we're if we're building to SummerSlam, that probably makes more sense. I'm gonna stick with my pick because this is our first one where we differ, and we need to at least have one match where we differ. Exactly. So so now we we won't end in a uh, in a draw unless <laughs> this extreme rules ends in like an extreme <laughs> double countout or something like that. <laughs> That's right. So okay, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, we differ on at least one. Uh, next up is what I think is going to end up being the match of the night and what, what really should be the main event, but it won't. We're going to get to that here in a second. It's the Intercontinental title uh, match between champion Dolph Ziggler and former champion Seth Rollins in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Uh, and, of course, Dolph Ziggler will have Drew McIntyre in his corner because he won the right to have Drew McIntyre in his corner on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So, you know, once again, wrestling rules. Love them, I guess. Uh, but, Jay, I'm, I'm really excited for this match because Seth Rollins has been on a tear this year. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is one of the best performers in ring in the world. So when you, get to, when you get the two of these guys in the ring and give them the stage for 30 minutes, greatness, I think, is going to ensue. I'm looking forward to this matchup. What, what are your thoughts on it? I think it should be a classic. Yeah, this is one that I would put as potentially the match of the night, like you said. Seth freaking Rollins always performs well. Um, I really enjoy watching him, and Dolph Ziggler is is really fun to watch in the ring. I, I think both of them bring it. I think um, 30 minutes is, I mean, it, it's a long time to keep that energy up, but, but uh, maybe that they can do it. And it could be a classic. It could be an instant classic. Um, Dolph... Being the champion, and, and like you said, he's he's got uh, he's got a little help in his corner for this one. I, I, I think that he's going to retain. Um, I I hate that for Seth Rollins because I think he's I, I love seeing him as the IC champion, but um, at the same time, I, I just think at, at the end of the day, um, maybe he does. Maybe he overcomes um, the obstacles in front of him and 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 earns it back. He was a amazing fighting champion while he had it, and and maybe he just you know maybe it was just a brief blip on the long reign that could be Seth Rollins. He could he, you know what he should do? He should just like stop showing up for for any shows. He should win the championship and then just go away and do something else. <laughs> and and um, because apparently that's one way to retain the title for a really long time. But um, yeah, he he just needs to show up at UFC events. Boom, he'll he'll be in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway. I, I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler in this one just because I, I think that uh, maybe maybe we're building to a, a, a rematch um, at SummerSlam where, where Seth could get it back or, or maybe another challenger. Uh, I'm going to also pick Dolph Ziggler to retain as well. Uh, I think I'm going to say what uh, what you said about the possibilities of this match it could be a it could be one that we talk about for a while uh i think this is obviously a match of the night contender possibly match of the year contender uh depending on how this plays out because these two are extremely talented when it comes to in-ring performance but i think seth freaking rollins comes up just freaking short in this instance i think drew mcintyre is going to play into the finish of this matchup i'm interested to see where everybody involved with this match goes next because I, like you mentioned, this could be possibly building towards a SummerSlam uh, rematch. If it does do that, I'd be interested to see if at that point Drew McIntyre is inserted into the matchup because he and Dolph are 
butting heads or something like that. Or, and this is what I'm personally hoping for with Dolph retaining here. I'm hoping they put Seth Rollins back into that main event picture scene with SummerSlam coming up, whether it be with Bobby Lashley or uh, Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman or, or Brock Lesnar, whoever is involved in that main event picture scene. I would love to see Seth Rollins get involved in um, on a more regular basis and get back in that main event title picture. So Monday Night Raw can become Monday Night Rollins again. Yeah, maybe some greater things ahead for Seth and he can uh, move on to the larger prize. I, I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would uh, that would be really cool to see because Rollins has, like we said earlier, uh, for the lack of a better term, has been burning it down all year. Uh, and we would love to see him get that opportunity at a larger prize. And speaking of larger prizes, the WWE Championship is the largest prize in the land dot, 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 because Brock Lesnar won't show up on Monday Night Raw, but the WWE title is being defended this Sunday when AJ Styles takes on Rusev on, of all days, Rusev Day. Jay, do you think that the calendar is going to give the Bulgarian Brute any sort of advantage against the Phenomenal One? Well, it is quite a coincidence that this match is occurring on Rusev Day. I mean, I mean, this, I feel like this is officially the maybe the biggest Rusev Day that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's so big, in fact. Knox County Republican uh, mayoral candidate Glenn Jacobs, he has a somewhat uh, resemblance of WWE's Kane. He declared uh, it Rusev Day in Knox County. So it's official <laughs> and everything. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love – Rusev, I'm a big fan, um, and of course I'm a fan of AJ Styles and what he does and, and his performance in the ring. Um, I think this is going to be a fun match to watch. I think there, uh, it's kind of an interesting clashing of styles a little bit. Rusev's a, a you know, definitely a, a, a power wrestler. Um, I think AJ Styles has got a lot more a- athleticism and agility to bring to the table. Um, and, and so I like to see how that plays out in this match. I think AJ Styles is going to use kind of that speed and agility to his advantage. And at the end of the day, I think he'll probably retain. I just don't – I don't see Rusev with his first shot at a WWE championship pulling down the, the title this time. Um, I like to see him getting the shot, but I, I don't think that I, – I think at the end of the day um, – Rusev Day is going to end on a, a somewhat sad note for Mr. Rusev. Yeah, uh, this has been a long time coming for fans of Rusev. This is his first real title shot uh, that's one-on-one that he's ever received. But unfortunately, much like you, Jay, I see this ending a sad Rusev Day because, let's be honest, like I'm a giant Rusev fan. Never once have I thought he is a real threat to the wwe championship and and that's a bummer because he's really over with the crowd and rusev day is awesome but just this program has not given me any indication or any inkling that rusev is going to get over the hump and and defeat aj styles for that championship yeah i just don't see it happening unfortunate but you know what this isn't going to be his only shot at a title i just don't think it's his time yet yeah, it had better not be his only shot at the title. WWE, are you no. listening? I know you are. I know you subscribe to uh, this podcast through the iTunes store, which you, the lovely listener, now can as well. Remember, tell your friends. That's right. Pass the word along, and remember, rate and review. Exactly. Uh, we'll get Jay to do uh, to do a Woken Matt Hardy impression on the next episode, so that'll be fun. <laughs> only if there's five. Yeah, we yeah there has five to be more. five new ones, all five stars. So, yeah. Jay, don't go sandbagging it by giving us a four star because, like I mentioned, that doesn't count. Apple doesn't doesn't uh, count those. So that's right. Don't don't look that up. But uh, and finally, here's the 
main event everybody's been waiting for, just clamoring and counting the days, the minutes, the hours, the seconds to. It's Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, everybody. Do we do we even really have to talk about this one? How can you put this as your as your main event? I, I don't Ask get Vince that. McMahon. <laughs> I do not understand. You know, Bobby Lashley is um, a guy who I feel like it's fun to watch. He's definitely I enjoy the feats of strength. If if you want to mm-hmm. uh, put a pin on it, um, don't care for Roman Reigns very much. Tired of seeing him as a main eventer. It's time to move aside and give that spotlight to somebody else. It's cr- is it not crazy that we have a main event that doesn't involve a title or a stipulation for that matter? Or a stipulation Again, at extreme, extreme rules. rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and unfortunately, with Brock Lesnar being out of the title picture, the picture period, Raw's kind of been that way at the top of the card you're going to have a main event and unless you're you know putting the focus on the intercontinental title or lol the tag titles there isn't a title at the top of the card for raw and that that is a whole different podcast we'll do later if if somehow uh the title doesn't show back up and come home at SummerSlam uh to raw but it's just like you mentioned you think Bobby Lashley is is a neat character. His feats of strength. I think you. I think yeah. you said that perfectly. I think it's cool just to see him do like, hey, I'm I'm a big giant jacked up dude, and I'm gonna pick stuff up and throw it around. But it's like, <laughs> I don't find him interesting. It's like I will say this past Monday's uh, Raw, the promo he gave when he was like, I dare you to call me out, call me out, I dare you. It's like that was the most interested I've been in him. But that was one episode. And he's been back since WrestleMania. And it's like, I just don't care about Roman Reigns at this point. Like, I am so ap- apathetic towards Roman Reigns. Like, like I, like I he matters so little, he is anti-matter to me. Like, like, like <laughs> what they're doing with Roman Reigns just bores me to tears. Like, I see him on TV. It's not like, oh, man, I really, I really want Roman to lose because I don't. It's like, I just don't care anymore. Like, like, oh. like they've gotten to me to the point with like Roman Reigns is just not interesting for me to care, period, good or bad. And you can't you cannot tell me that the WWE and Vince McMahon are so like just oblivious to the fact that WWE fans are if they're cheering for Roman Reigns, it's ironically. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time it's just it's apathy and boring. And people in the crowd are chanting things like Rusev Day or something in the middle of his matches. Or because no the one, channel. Yeah, because no one cares. And and you keep promoting that and putting that up top as your headliner. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Is somebody drunk? <laughs> like, do we do we need to do some sobriety tests over there? Like, what is going on? I, I don't I don't get it. I, hopefully, this has got to be coming to a close at some point. Um, you know, Roman got multiple shots to try to get that Universal Championship. They weren't. They didn't give it to him. It never happened. It's not going to happen. So let's do something else with him. I, I, I don't know what, um, but make him make him go like full heel because he plays that character much better and let him go after somebody that we're more interested in. I don't know. It, he, he needs something else to do. Maybe he'd be better 
guest commentating. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> wow, you're putting him in the commentating role now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, uh, what next? You're gonna be like, you know, he would do really well as the commissioner of 205 Live. Maybe it would be better if he was selling souvenirs in the arena somewhere where I didn't have to see him. It would be better if he was the second host of the pre-show on the WWE Network. <laughs> um, like I'm like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go the typical turn Roman Reigns heel, and that'll solve all that ails him. It's like I'm just asking, like whether he's heel, whether he's face, like do something interesting with him as a character, period. Because like, like I like I said, I'm to the point. I just straight up don't care. Like like yeah. I'm I'm begging you, do something interesting with him. Because I mean, like there's a reason WWE's invested in him. I mean, they see something in him, and it's like he's had moments like. I mentioned earlier when he was in the ring with Daniel Bryan before uh, Bryan had to retire the first time. Like that was a great program, and when and Roman can do really good matches in the ring. It's just like do something interesting with him. And it's like you said, you think his time has come and gone for the Universal Title. I wish I could be uh, that hopeful, but I still see SummerSlam ending with Roman Reigns, quote unquote, finally conquering the Beast or whatever. And he is going to end up with the Universal title. Of course, that's what we said was going to happen at WrestleMania. And yeah. Brock Lesnar somehow retained that. But I mean, like, it, and, and maybe maybe this is what Vince McMahon is trying to get towards to the point where it's like the fans don't care, or just want the title off of Brock. They'll cheer whoever does it. So they think this is how they're finally going to get their opportunity of Roman standing tall with the crowd going nuts at the end of one of the big four pay-per-views. Maybe that's what Vince is getting at, but it's like, Jay, does that do anything for you? Is that going to be like, be like, you know what? Finally, gosh darn it. That Roman Reigns got finally. No, because they've been pushing that same story for forever. I mean, Roman comes to the ring every raw and cries about how Brock Lesnar's not there. And like, we've, we've listened to that story forever. He, and him calling him out, for not being there, uh, you know, not being a fighting champion, blah blah blah, and and I on I, I don't know I why would you not do it at WrestleMania if you were gonna do it? And I, I realize SummerSlam is is a big event. It's it, I guess it's like the second biggest event of the year for for WWE. Technically, if you guys want to get technical about it, Roman Reigns won the title at the Greatest Royal Rumble. He he they did technically did it, yeah. So and if they weren't gonna just give it to him there based on that fact then they're i just don't think they're gonna give it to again wrestling Um, rules because shrug emoji and what i'm saying is they have to be the wwe has to have more awareness than what we're giving them credit for they have to realize that regardless of them handing the 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 belt to roman reigns he is not gonna get this it's it's not suddenly gonna change everybody's mind are like oh we're now fans of roman reigns because he defeated brock lesnar we don't care. No one is going to care. Can we just move on? Mm-hmm. Please. That's what I vote for. But anyway, we didn't even make a pick. I picked Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, lol, Roman wins. I mean, like yeah. like shock of all shock guys. Um, though maybe that's what Braun Strowman is going to be. He's going to be that something new that uh, comes along whenever Brock Lesnar decides to show up. So. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so if, you know, it, so if you're right, and Roman, Roman Reigns wins the Universal title at SummerSlam, Braun Strowman would be the perfect guy to destroy Roman Reigns and take the belt from him. I would enjoy seeing that happen. So, 
yeah, I, I'd take a I'd take a lot of pleasure in watching that match go down. So let's let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, guys. Uh, WWE, are you listening to this? Because once again, I know you are. Do that. That that'll be Road to WrestleMania 35. Yep. There we go. Boom. We should be WWE creative. Though, uh, well, let me get a couple more uh, cranberry vodkas in me, and I'll be as coherent as current WWE creative. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, that does bring us to the end of the Extreme Rules card and the end of this episode. So before we get out, Jay, do you have any plugs you would like to l- lay on the lovely listener? Well, I would invite you to come along with me and listen to a couple other po- podcasts if you would like to. Um, one is Nerd News Cafe, and that I like to describe as kind of a nerd culture roundup. It's basically like going to a a San Diego Comic Con in your ears. Um, we, we talk about all things from, from nerd culture and really um, the gloves are off these days because uh, <laughs> we've kind of gone off the rails on that show, but we're having a good time. That features myself, yours truly, and then Landaz, Landon Doan, and Matt Weaver on that show. You can find that at nerdnewscafe.com. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the places. Um, the other thing I would tell you is if you're a big fan of of nerdy things like maybe specific theme parks with mouse uh, a giant mouse as their mascot then you might enjoy the monday morning monorail podcast and that one is um also available on all the places itunes stitcher um google play music any place where you can get a podcast that would be me and my family talking about all the the joys of traveling to the walt disney world resort so both of those places are active, and I I would say that if you enjoy listening to me and Landon talk here, oh by the way, Landon's also on the Money for Your Money Rep podcast. Yeah, so you're gonna hear us both there, so you can keep the fun going all week long. Yeah, that's right. And that's all I got. That was an awesome round of plugs. Way to go, dude. Thanks. Glad to do it. Anyway, uh. Twitter.com slash Landoz, L-A-N-D-O-Z. That's where you can find the latest from me, 280 characters at a time. Uh, I run a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find uh, the, as of now, exclusively posted uh, Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, where myself and Hunter East break down each episode of HBO's award-winning the seventh season of Game of Thrones. Whenever... It comes back, so we'll got talk. But in the meantime, be sure to check out the back catalog of that and also the Buttmunch Ships Variety Pack. It's where I talk about a variety of crap. Awesome sell job, I know. And also, older <laughs> episodes of Nearfall Radio with myself and uh, other co-hosts that, you know, have been future-endeavored for uh, reasons that, you know, I'm not going to get into here on the podcast. How dare you? That's private. Sorry, I right. didn't keep, mean to get all angry at the end, but you know, keep your nose in your own business. The audience is getting a little too comfortable. Don't don't make Jay cut another promo on you. I'll do it. He, I'll, it just ask Chip Bricks what happens when you cross him. He hit the bricks, or the bricks hit him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for the bricklayer, Justin Kritzinger, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Nearfall Radio. Uh, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe in the iTunes Store. Damn it, I still need to work on an outro. Next week, I promise. Or two weeks from now. By the way, we're bi-weekly. Bye, everybody.
that was the worst outro ever. <laughs> it was, you know, we're kind of fumbling through the end of this one, but that's okay. The proceeding was a Butt Munch Chips production. For more episodes and information, please visit buttmunchchips.com. Butt Munch Chips. Sit on your butt and munch.